Welcome to the Smeichel Speaks podcast channel. I'm Joanne Smeichel, and I'm delighted that you tuned in for relevant leadership learning that will help you continue to soar. Enjoy this episode. Dr. Hope O'Brien is here with me again today, and I'm excited all over again. She's the founder and the CEO of the Headache Center of Hope, which is in Cincinnati, Ohio. And this is a special, special, special place where patients and patients from anywhere can come and get individualized treatment for their head problems. I mean, their headaches. Well, they are head problems. Um, So the center provides a wellness-based approach delivered by docs who have empathy and faith in healing. Welcome back, Dr. O'Brien. Oh, it's a, such a pleasure to, to be here with you again today. So the first time you were here, you shared a lot. You shared your dream, and then you shared the preparation to live into that dream. And then you shared how you went from dreaming to doing. And that was some pretty arduous and, and advanced and intentional preparation. But today I want you to tell us more. I I really want you to focus on one, your vision for the future of the Headache Center of Hope. Are there going to be franchises? Are you going to scale? Are there going to be additional offices? So first I want you to tell me what you envision, and then we're going to talk about what you learned on the process. So what's, what's the future? Of course. And I'll preface this by saying that one of my leadership strengths is that I'm futuristic. So I dream of growing the practice into a business where patients all over the country can get rapid access to care for disabling headaches. I want them to be diagnosed accurately and managed appropriately. So does that mean franchising? Absolutely. I envision Headaches Center of Hopes as an option for physicians who want to be independent in a practice model that has been proven and well-established. I also see this model um, as a way to mitigate burnout because now providers can have the return of autonomy, freedom from increasing demand on non-patient focused regulations and improved work-life balance. So I envision growing a team that can provide mentorship, especially to neurologists and those specializing in managing patients with headaches because the need for such providers and offerings is great. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I like about your business model is people don't have those long waits to see a doctor. Oh, uh, yeah. yes. <laughs> that, that, that to me is when I see a patient come in and they say, oh, Dr. O'Brien, I waited six months to see you and I've been having these headaches every day for six months. Think to myself, oh, my goodness, if I could have gotten to you early, you know, what a difference that would have made. You know, you would have been able to make that graduation, that wedding, that homecoming, you know, to see your your daughter work down home. I mean, so many things that patients, you know, could have avoided had they been seen sooner. Mm-hmm. You know, before I met you, I had no idea the headache was so debilitating and that there were so many different headache disorders. Mm-hmm. But this is a real thing. It's not just an, an excedrin. Um. <laughs> oh, yeah. In, in fact, I hate that accent. Uh, I hate that drug, but yeah, no, migraine is very common, over 40 million uh, patients in the U.S., and it's, it can be very disabling. Wow, wow. So now tell me this. 
the learning curve. What are some of the lessons that you've learned and are continuing to learn? Well, I will say that uh, my learning curve was rather steep. <laughs> I know in leadership, we're taught how to build and, and how to lead based on strengths, but I neglected to truly identify areas of weakness. So I knew um, that accounting and finances were not my strengths. Um, and I'd hire a team mm -hmm. to manage that portion, but I needed someone to help create a financial strategy towards growing a business. And um, so I didn't have this in place early. And so I've had to quickly pivot towards opportunities to help increase uh, cash flow. Um, and I've also learned the difference between intellectual versus emotional leadership, right? Mm -hmm. So um, it's uh, the difference between how to lead yourself and to lead others versus the emotions that come with leading yourself and leading others. Mm -hmm. For example, you know, I've had to make decisions on whether or not to terminate individuals or services for, um, you know, just for the health, financial health um, for the team and, and the organization. Mm -hmm. And sometimes uh, physicians act like finances and money are dirty words, and they're not. Medicine is big business now. I don't care if you're in academic medicine, if you're in private practice, if you're in some hybrid, if you're in a concierge model, it does not matter. Medicine is big business now. Many of these hospitals, most, are owned by big corporate entities. Physicians don't understand how their RVUs feed those, those big corporate monoliths. So yeah, I'm glad that you learned that. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I, I agree with you 100%. That is so true and sad. Mm -hmm. It is. It is very sad. Um, I can remember several times I do leadership education, as you know, for physicians. And when I ask physicians, so uh, what's this, what's the strategic plan of your hospital? What's the strategy of your um, academic center? And what's the mission? Often they look at me like I have six heads, not three heads, but six heads. And it's like, well, you have to know this because you're an integral player. Every time that you pick up that stethoscope and every time that you palpate or whatever it is you do, you are making money for the system. So you need to understand that. It's true. Absolutely. You're, you are correct. We need to understand the mission, vision, and core values of the organization and not they align with your mission, vision, and core values as well. But there's an assumption in that, that people are awake and alert enough to have their own mission, vision, and core values. And one of the things in your first two visits here that were evident is that you had those three things, that you had done the reflective work to develop a personal mission, to develop a mission for Headache Center of Hope, to have a clear vision, the expansion vision, and that, you know, I know you, so I know that your values are centered around your faith. So one of the things that I think is important is for people to stop to pause and to, to figure those things out so that they can figure out what you just said. Am I working in alignment? Is this an organization that is in alignment with me? So yeah, I'm glad that you raised that. So if you had a do-over, 
you know, if we all had like a do-over, what would you change in starting the Headache Center of Hope? What would what would your do-over or do-overs be? So one of the things I would change is um, identify a board, an advisory board early. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I am on that road now, and it's important in order to develop a strategic plan towards growth and expansion. So, you know, I don't take um, building a team lightly. Uh, it's really mm-hmm. important I get the right people that have strengths that I don't have and can be in alignment with the mission and vision of, of my practice. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say building building a board, uh, an advisory board early. Okay. And who would be on your advisory board? Because it can't just all be doctors. Correct. Oh, absolutely. In fact, um, right now I have individuals picked out and none of them are physicians <laughs> because I mean, I, yeah. I, I have, I'm the physician on there. So I looked to diversify, I have a diverse team and my team's not big. It's very small. Mm-hmm. So these are individuals that I diverse in. Um, I've got diversity in age. I've got diversity in background. I've got diversity in skills. Um, some of the things that we need here at Headache Center of Hope are, you know, individuals who have strengths in marketing, um, strength in financing, and strength in franchising. So it was really important mm-hmm. for me to think about what is the goal, what is the direction that I wanted to take at Center of Hope, and then how do I build a team that would steer me towards that goal? Mm-hmm. And I would imagine that because you decided to go back and invest in an XMBA, that some of those contacts were helpful in building this advisory board. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. I'm just so blessed to be able to make such great connections and contacts through my um, through my education in the MBA program. And I continue to remain very close friends with my um, my cohort. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, I'm curious about your uh, relationship with pharma. Have have that relationship been helpful to you in building your advisory board or in doing the the business side or the work side of the practice? Yes, absolutely. So I um, value that former relationship because what they do well is business. Um, and I think it's important to recognize that they can't do good business um, unless they have the collaboration from all of the stakeholders, right? We as the physicians are seeing patients, we are the advocates for patients, and it's important that we appropriately align ourselves or appropriately have these collaborations with the pharmaceutical company that will, first of all, improve the quality of lives and patients that we serve. Mm-hmm. I will tell you about an opportunity I recently had um, that I can share is that, you know, my passion is diversifying um, the field of neurology and increasing the pipeline of uh, diverse individuals um, in neurology. And so, and also help uh, minimize healthcare disparities in headache in particular. And so I had an opportunity through pharma to meet with and interview Serena Williams. And that was uh, broadcasted recently. And 
And what I loved about that interview is how open and honest she was about um, the condition that she suffers from. So she she's very open about having migraine and how she the condition from others because of stigma and how that resonated with other patients. And and I love the fact that that has now opened up opportunities for patients to then now talk about it. And in talking about it, they can then become um, uh, get diagnosed and then um, get access to treatment as well. Oh, that's neat. And you met Serena. I love it. (laughs) If I didn't, you know, step out of my comfort zone, I wouldn't have had that opportunity. Mm -hmm. Well, good for you. Congratulations on doing that because so many people stay stuck and they don't have to be stuck. They absolutely do not have to be stuck. Advice, 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 advice. What advice would you give to somebody who is kind of in the early stages of a business that's different for them, um, that is frightening to them, what advice would you give them? The advice I'd give is don't let fear stop you from following your dreams. Know your core values and ask yourself whether the culture of your workplace environment aligns with those values. You can choose to stay complacent in that environment or step out and walk away, even if it feels uncomfortable. Expect mistakes will be made as you start something new, but ask for help. Most importantly, learn from the mistakes and quickly move on. Don't stay stuck in it. And finally, have faith because you can do hard things because as the scripture says, nothing is impossible for those who believe. Mm -hmm. I love that. Hope, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for coming back, for sharing your lessons learned. I just appreciate it. I also appreciate your willingness. Anytime I ask you to talk to someone, to mentor someone, to help someone, you never say no. And I appreciate that. I believe that's part of the reason that you continue to be blessed because you never say no. So thank you for that. And I'm just praying that the Lord continues to grow the headache center of hope and that he allows you to fulfill all of the potential that he's put in you. So thanks, Hope. I appreciate it. Oh, I'm so thankful to you, Dr. Michael. God bless you. Take good care. Thanks for listening to this podcast. I hope that you got tools that you'll actually use and share. Subscribe to get more relevant leadership learning. Check out my YouTube channel to stay prepared for leading in an ever-evolving world. Thank you.